So I was forced to do a podcast <laughs> with these two. <laughs> I don't know if forced was the word, but highly encouraged. Right. No, nah, it was forced. Definitely. No, it nah, definitely but, was forced. <laughs> but uh, we was at, where were we at? The, what was that called? Uh, Olive and Twist. Okay. Or I think it was Oregon Counselors or Clinicians of Color. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was last Friday. And so it was pretty much um, most of Portland's clinicians gathering together to network and see some faces of color, pretty much. That was cool. I feel like there was like five different groups of people, though, that was like not meeting with each other. It was like the transplants, then you got the northeast, north. You know, then you got like people from Salem. There, there was definitely some crowds, and when I looked over yeah, and I saw you, I was like, oh, you are amongst a crowd. Yeah. A particular crowd. A particular crowd. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if I'm allowed to come into that crowd, but I am. No, nah, but you was working the room, though. I seen you. You was working it. Was Listen, like, anybody, I was like, have you ever heard of C4, Clinicians of Color? Ooh. We'd like to have yeah. you. <laughs> I was like, all right. I was peeping the moves. I was like, okay, you, know, you was talking to everybody. I was like, I wasn't... I wasn't really that friendly. You know, I should have been friendlier, but I was I was chilling. Yeah, well, half not halfway through. The minute I walked in, I was like, oh, fuck, I got to be social. It didn't click until I walked in. And I was like, the only person I know is Chris, and he's, like, amongst five people that I'm not going to have access yeah, to. So That's true. I just was like, I'm going to just go introduce myself to people. He was deep. He was. He was deep. <laughs> Maybe, no, I was uh, trying to find you, too, Chris, when I came in, like, I was like, where is Chris? Where is the familiar black clinicians? Because mm. I don't see nobody. <laughs> I saw a lot of out-of-towners and some new faces, and I was just like, and I had to it. call you. I had to call yeah, you. Yeah. I was like, hey, where you at, bro? I'm not going to just be here trying to mingle and shake hands. I don't know nobody like that. But you should, though. I did. Like, <laughs> two yeah. drinks in. <laughs> hey. Two drinks in. What was you drinking in uh, Manhattan? Oh, yeah. I was keeping it real grown, man. What is a, what is a Manhattan? I think it's like bitters and uh, whiskey. and <laughs> Expensive. Like, he said bitters. It was hella bad and bougie, like, drinking shit. <laughs> he said bitters. All right. Yeah, All right. Hey, I ain't mad at you. Shit. I was impressed when you was like, ooh, Manhattan. It's cool, though. Manhattans and um, what else? Uh, old Fashions. What? Old yeah, fashions. Old Fashions cool. I old Fashions cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are like like the real yeah. good like premium like whiskey cocktails. That's what oh, people yeah. want to feel important when they drink those. Oh drinks. yeah, I don't fuck with whiskey. Mm-mm. Don't. Mm. That's, that's not a good sign for me. That's like the most consistent drink to, Man, to drink. Ooh no, that's I get that. angry. I get aggressive. On whiskey. I'm like the total On whiskey. Opposite. Whiskey and tequila just makes me vicious. Te- not tequila. Tequila is bad, <laughs> but whiskey's really bad too. Bad decisions on tequila. For real. But uh, anyway, so um, we all here. We all counselors of color. Me and Ramon are MSWs slash CSWAs. Dre is an LPC. Look yes. At License. License. You feel me? <laughs> God damn. I'm trying to get to your status. <laughs> she said, I'll send you the bill. Don't even trip. Yeah. Right. I, I will. I, I, got, <laughs> I got to pay it off. So. I got to, Yeah, we got to pay it off. Speaking of, uh, so since we are very highly educated, you feel me? <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but okay. Well, we got papers to, we got papers to, to say we are. Right. We got a lot of student loans to pay back. Oh, my yes. God. You know, but. 
through the midst of the, I feel like student loans are like, uh, I hate them, but I feel like they're like the boogeyman. Yeah. And people who don't have them don't really know, don't really know like how to navigate through them. Let me tell you, like these two right here, they do some cool stuff with student loans. <laughs> you know, my man Ramon travels the world every fucking day. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Going you know, places. You know what I'm saying? I say every day, but. I like, mean, oh, come on. My, my bad. Every every, yeah, every, every other other <laughs> You know, he's been, he's, 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 his, his, his passport is stamped up. You know what I'm saying? Like, shit. He ain't mad. Hey, I got another trip coming up in like nine days. Mm. Columbia. All right. Columbia. Who yeah. the fuck goes to Columbia? That's you like. Know, that's, now, that's like. That is some like I want to see the world. When you say I want to go to Colombia, hey, I've never been to South America, so I was like, nah, you know, you I've never been either. Central, I've been to Asia, Colombia. You see what I'm like, saying? You see, see, you see, the, you see the kind of moves my man make in Andrea. Uh, uh, I last don't know. year, she, was, she bought a house, hey. yeah. and she yeah. took a fat ass trip. I went to Europe two weeks. Hey. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? <laughs> You see, still, still yeah, lonely, stopping it over too. here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I went to Paris. See, black I went... folks in, in Paris. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, that, I mean, first of all, it's very clear that when you go to Paris, I am not black. I am biracial. And they Man, have not seen many, black. not in Paris. Oh, yeah? And they do not see many biracial six-foot-tall women. So I was definitely called an anomaly. What? And they don't really mix like that over mm. in Paris. And so we didn't see any mixed people the whole time we were in Europe. <laughs> they were like, "Where are you from?" On that. <laughs> I was like, Man. "America," and he goes, "I mean, but where are you from?" And I was like, uh, "Africa." You know what? I've been hearing a lot of feedback um, <laughs> about that. Like travel to Europe and like yeah. different parts, and they always ask them like, "Okay, so where are you from?" You're like, "I'm from you know whatever you know city and state." But where are you really from? from? Where is your family like from? Like where is their like origin? Yes. Like they want to know like the genealogy, right. family tree type stuff. Like I'm like I don't know. Like you know my ancestors were taken from you know saying Africa or whatever and placed in the Americas or wherever else. And so I I can't trace back you know saying the family tree like that. You're mm, right, and it so. was very. But my boyfriend's from Sierra Leone. And his oh, yeah. family's from Sierra Leone. And we yeah. met his cousin there who grew up in Sierra Leone. And so she was like, okay. where are you from? And I was like, America. She's like, where are you from? And I was like, right. my mom's from Iowa. She was See? like, okay. No, that, does not, that does not cut it. That does not cut it. So, yes, I, I did do that. But that's a day. That's another podcast discussion. Absolutely. Absolutely. Damn. See, I'm saying, look at these people just doing doing things with student loans, man. Don't you know. bought a house? I right. did. I what did. Else? I did do that. Me me and my wife, we did do that. But yeah. the trick, see, the trick of, of buying the house on student loans, I'm going to tell you people the trick. You got to get that payment calculated. See, mm. because the bank ain't going to take in consideration all your student loan debt. Nope. You know what I'm saying? They're going to take in how much you pay per month. Right, so you got to get the payment low based on last year when you didn't have a job, exactly. and then you That's get the house. I, you know, then you move. Hey, I hope they don't. You know what I'm saying? Like, like try to like hear this like podcast. Be like, hey, we know you weren't yeah. working like last year for real, for real. Hey. Now you're making that change. 2018, 2019. No, still not. Still not. No. We would love to. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. right. But uh, yeah, well, I did buy a house. Dre did too. We you did know, like so. a month apart. You see what I'm saying? So it's just. Yeah, you can make it. You can make it happen. But the thing about student loans that I hate, I feel like <clears throat> that I was trapped to get them. <laughs> yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, like, granted, 
feel me? Say like I wanted to spend like my money on an art degree. Okay. Something just to kind of like enlighten myself. Mm-hmm. And somebody said, well, you know, you got all this student loan debt because you went to school for art, so you shouldn't have done that, right? Because it's not a good decision. Okay. The thing is, but with our profession and teachers and any kind of like, like any kind of profession like that, we need such like a centralized, um, you know, degree. Right. It costs so much fucking money. So it's like, yes. so it's like, are you setting it up to for only rich people? You know, so it could be teachers and social workers and like that. Because you watch, you watch every yes. news outlet, mm-hmm. and they all say like, "Oh, we need more social workers. We need more mental health well, people." Well, fucking pay us, <laughs> and you yeah, get more. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, worse. In, in, especially with teachers, like I, I always say, oh. "Oh, you know, there's a shortage in you know in, in that field in, in America." It's like, well, of course, you know what I'm saying? Like, if I if I go to school. Every time I see a teacher, I'm like, oh, you're at least 100 in. At least. <laughs> you're at least 100 in. Get, if not two. <laughs> if not, yeah. For real, depending on where, depending where you went. Maybe a principal is two in. So, yeah. no. Yeah. it It's stupid. And it's just, <laughs> I mean, student loans, I don't think of it as real money. I know this <laughs> is a real. It's monopoly money. Yeah. So, it's this it really amount of money that's written on a piece of paper that I will never have and you will never get from me. <laughs> so, you can ask me for it. I ain't got it. Yeah. So, like, I didn't ever... I mean, I've had this thought since undergrad. I was that girl. They were like, how much did you take out? I was like, max. Is that even a question? I need the max. I need that refund check. <laughs> I'm like, and I, I need to re- splurge. Right, I need the refund check. Now they're like, did you buy books? I was like, no. no. But, you know, <laughs> I did go to Canada, yeah. and that was a good time. <laughs> So no, I don't believe it's real money. What are they going to? What are they going to take from me? My house? I owe them money. Yeah. So what do you? What? There's nothing that you are going to get from me that is ever going to be the amount of student loans I owe. So mm-hmm. we're you, just going to be mad at each other. You know, I thought about uh, like if I really want to get on like some like finagle and like just get like ten credit cards and just pay all the shit off. But then you could um, you could um, go bankrupt. From credit card, yeah, debt. you can't. You know, so it's like if I get enough credit cards, and just buy it out. You know, then you take my house, and I'm like, hey, at least I'm at zero. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not a bad fucking idea. That's me? actually a really good idea. <laughs> like, hey, you know, at least I can start fresh. I got my degree too, nigga. Right? <laughs> you know, what I'm saying? that's a great idea. And it's like I'll file for bankruptcy, and it's like eh, I'll start over. People start over from bankruptcy. Yeah, a lot true. of people file for yeah. bankruptcy, man. It is not that. I mean, maybe I come from a household that files a few times, <laughs> so maybe I have a, a different viewpoint on it. But, like, when shit gets rough, you just file for bankruptcy. Right. Yeah. And you get a fresh start. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I think that's a great idea. I feel hey. it. I but, may try it. But I, I have a goal in my mind to pay it off, though. Like, You're going to why? How? I feel like I, Houseway. What? I'm just, you know. <laughs> I don't do that. And why? Scare. Why would you give them back their money? Fuck them. <laughs> because I, I feel like I have to. Like I'm no, pretty- see, that's the problem with student loans. We feel like we owe them. No, fuck you. You owe me an education. <laughs> I don't owe you shit. Exactly. No. What do we? Why? That's the annoying part about student. It's not like a credit card that I like elected into, which was like I owe them a lot of money. I know why I owe them a lot of money. Student loans, this was my only way out. <laughs> so I should feel guilty for having initiative to get out? No, I don't. Not one bit. Mm. Kiss my ass. Okay. <laughs> I don't 
don't feel bad at all. <laughs> and every time they call me, like today, and they're like, your student loan is due. I was like, oh, I deferred that. <laughs> and they were like, yeah. and I was like, oh, and I stopped payment to my bank account. Yeah, so you so. actually can't <laughs> access it? Sorry. <laughs> And the guy oh, goes, would you shit. like me to stop payment for 30 days or permanently? And I was like, what's permanently cost? He was like, 35 bucks. I was like, permanently? <laughs> <laughs> permanently? <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah, hey, I, I feel you. And I feel you, but... I don't have money. Yeah, I remember the days <laughs> when I deferred my loans until I couldn't defer no more. Yeah. You, you did that? Yeah, I like... You didn't? No. Yeah, I did that like <laughs> the time that I graduated from college... <laughs> Which is 06. So Why I didn't you? A long time ago. <laughs> and I deferred the hell out of that for probably about like almost 10 years. And then, <laughs> and then you went to school and got yeah, more Zoom <laughs> And then deferred. And then you get the year. Yo, listen. Like, yeah. I was trying to like work the game like to like the core. Like I didn't want to have to pay that shit back at no. all, man. For real. Because there's not enough money. If I had maybe like 20000 or if I had ten thousand, or even thirty, I could pay that. Yeah. In a lifetime, I could I could pay that. In, I don't know. I'm not a good budgeter. But the amount of loans I have, <laughs> I'm never going to pay that off. And that was a decision I made going into graduate school. My mom was like, "I'm just paying interest at this point, pretty much." You probably need paying that. I know I'm not paying principal. <laughs> I know I'm not paying principal. So I'm growing interest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, until I make like you know, probably like two hundred thousand, if ever. You see, what I'm saying like you know I feel saying? like, like that's I feel like I'm once like because like, like if I have to pay it off, you gotta like have like you know just multiple shit coming in. You know, yeah. so like I mean, you can do it. You would just why. <laughs> Because, I mean, for, for some folks, you know, they want to be, you know, financially free as, as they call it, quote unquote. You know, they won't have yeah. to worry about having to have any debt whatsoever, whether Listen. it's credit card, mm-hmm. loans, <laughs> no, you know, your them. house, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, people actually believe that. And I think yeah. I think that's, you know what I'm saying, feasible to, you know, do if you actually want to, like, you know, make that a goal of yourself. But No, because if I make $200,000 in one year, I'm going to figure out a way. If I can make $200,000, I'm going to figure out a way to not pay them back. <laughs> like, if I can figure out a way to make that much money in one year, I'm pretty sure I can pay someone or be smart enough to figure out a way to get the fuck around this. My question to that is, can they take you to jail for not paying your student loans? Listen, I got a family member who hasn't paid student loans in, like, 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> and his ass is not in jail. He just keeps changing his name. <laughs> what? Yeah, okay. Yeah. No, I mean, See, I think it's bad, the difference man. is if... So what I've learned is if you have federal versus private, I have now, all private, federal. The private, they will get your ass. They'll yes. probably come yeah. to your door and be like, hey, where the money at? Yeah, they, they're <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. They yeah. could take my house if yeah. I had yeah. private. Yeah. Federal, I mean. You make a point. Yeah, we got different problems. Yeah. Federal problems. <laughs> they're not coming over over for my money. See, I got federal and private, so shit. Ooh. Whoa. Oh. God yeah. damn. So this is one of my friends. You got to focus. What I learned, focus on the private oh, and let the federal coast. <laughs> and then we all yeah. just hope that eventually somebody gets into office and they're like, you know what? It's time. Yeah, hopefully they get those loan forgiveness programs. like Which are also bullshit. <laughs> you know what? I don't think so, man. I mean, I know some folks who are actually like, you know, 
using the loan forgiveness programs. Has and anybody? Like, do you know anybody that has like actually got their shit forgiven? It's been ten yeah, years since the yeah, 07. I know a couple of teachers. Okay. Yeah. See, but the difference is the teachers have a different program than teachers, counselors, yeah. and that's where that day when that article came out is the day I decided to leave but and I go to you private do that practice. If you work for like a nonprofit as well too. Right, and like I was four years in. <laughs> I thought it was like 10 years that you had to work for the nonprofit. So yeah. you had to work for the nonprofit for 10 years. And yeah. then they there was an article that came out about a year, not a year ago, like six months ago mm. or so, that said that this was the first year mm. that as anybody works for a nonprofit outside of the student. Actually, it was 2017. Right. Because I lived in Milwaukee when I read it. And nobody has been forgiven to this day because what mm. happens is they apply for it and then they're like, well, you were under the wrong stipulation mm. or mm. we don't, your nonprofit is closed by now and we can't verify that you actually worked there. Yeah. And so at that point I thought, okay, am I really going to trust the government? To pay off this? So is that like a nonprofit, like LifeWorks nonprofit, or are you talking about like? See, but you can do it like, like, like I do it with the school district. Yeah, and that one is actual proof that people have gotten the school district right. ones paid off, but the nonprofit, like anything that's. What about like DHS or like hospitals? I think those count. DHS. Those count. Yeah, those count as nonprofit. But the thing about DHS, you got to commit to working for them. Ten years. Yeah. Yeah. And it's actually not 10 years. There's actually 120 payments. And my friend, who's so smart around student loans, she found out that your last month of the year doesn't count because that's the month that you're renewing it. <laughs> so they actually don't count that, and they only count 11 months per year because the last month while you're renewing, renewing it and they're verifying that you're actually working at the nonprofit, yeah. it's yeah. placed on hold. So you have to have a 20, 120 months. And when she told Man. me that, and she's the smartest person I know. I was, shots at? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, listen, you know, I think, I think I'm going to bank on me. Out, That's what I'm saying. I was like, if there's somebody I got to bank on, I'd rather bank on me than bank on them. I feel oh you. Gosh. But, you know, but we all got, like, goals of, like, private practice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you're doing private practice. Mm -hmm. and, there and there ain't no salary cap to private practice. So you can really go out there and kill it, make yeah. $500,000, and... So put a check like here's a here's an X amount, leave me the fuck alone. And they might be like, mm, all right, I got you. Well, Andrew, some people are you on that. are you on contracts with certain organizations as you're doing the um, therapy? What do you mean? Like, are you working with any organizations in particular? Like, hey, I see these X amount of clients, and you, and I contract with you, and you guys give me X amount of dollars for those however many clients that I see. So. No, I'm only on contracts like insurance, but and only one insurance, um, because where I found is that I really get most of my referrals through word of mouth, mm -hmm. like networking and like, I mean honestly like, my mom is a great networker, mm -hmm. so like she'll go places and she's like, do you need a therapist? Right, I have right. a lady for you, mm -hmm. um, because yeah. even when you don't get your full rate, mm -hmm. it really does bite you in the ass like really like what i've learned in this adventure is that like you got to have some side hustles but when people start like cutting your rate by like contracts and partnerships and things like that mm -hmm. you're really in the same thing as i was doing in agency work is getting less money with a guarantee right right so i don't i'm sure there's other <laughs> clinicians like i know some therapists who work with like certain agencies like lifeworks or something like that yeah where they get referrals yeah i know um when I was doing my practicum, my site supervisor had a contract with the county 
Oh, yeah. And um, he wouldn't disclose how much money he was getting, but he was getting quite a lot. Mm-hmm. So from my understanding is that when you do do these contracts with certain org- organizations that have dollars, you know, to give you, um, I think you can kind of leverage, like, you know, how much can I get paid with seeing, you know, X amount of clients. Yeah. And I think they'll pay you in full. I do that with, like, supervision. Mm-hmm. So, like, I have contracts with sites mm-hmm. who they contract me through supervision. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've never done it with clients. But doesn't mean it's money. Right, right. <laughs> it's guaranteed money. So, yeah, yeah, in private yeah. practice, there's no guarantee. That's true. So, if you can find a contract, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's where, I mean, that's where most people would want to go in that route is... You know, with the organization that has dollars and, you know, they need, you know, X amount of clients to be seen by a therapist. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, if you're, like, you know, in high demand, you're like, your name is being, you know, heard around, like, the community and stuff, like, they're going to be like, hey, we need you to see 20 clients or 15 clients within a month. Can you do mm-hmm. that? So, I got a question for both of y'all. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I feel like. Uh, Why did you sound so stressed out before you asked me? Like, my bad. I was just trying to get my thoughts together. Okay. But uh, I was like, "This is me deep." No, nah, it's not gonna be deep. Uh, but I, I feel like you know, kind of the the model of like our professions, even though we're social workers, you're counselors, still still kind of the same, right? Same thing. You feel me? Um, but I feel like there's like a kind of there's this assumption that that we love what we do so much that we don't want to get paid. No. (laughs) Do you think now, because I meet a lot of like social workers just doing this podcast on Instagram and there's one dude named the Six Figure Therapist and he put it out front. He's like, hey, I'm here to get money. I'm a social worker. Yes, I do love my community. But I'm trying to show show social workers that you can do, you know what I'm saying? It's not, it's not wrong to want some things, you know? Mm -hmm. Now, do you feel like that that kind of um, stipulation, that kind of um, kind of attitude. First of all, first question: Does it come from a place of privilege? Then the second question: Is that a fair? Like, is that fair? You know, what I'm saying the kind of uh, you know, like is that a fair thing to kind of put on people? You know, so you see, like, you know, you apply for jobs and and the title is well, you know, we don't do this because we want to get paid. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. <laughs> well, then that's not the job for me. me. Well, I mean, I think. Well, for me, I mean, the reason why I went back to school because I knew I wasn't going to, you know, I was at a cap as far as with my bachelor's, mm-hmm. as far as with making a certain amount of money. Yeah. So I know that, you know, if I wanted to push through that threshold, you know, I had to go back to school. You know, I couldn't get into a position of leadership. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't, you know, do therapy or, you know, build clients and stuff. So, I mean, there was things that I wanted to do that I needed this degree for. So for mm-hmm. me, I was like, you know, my idea is... You know, I want to do these things, and I want to get money in doing it, so I would like to get paid for the work that I'm doing. Yeah. So I don't think there's anything wrong with that, because at the same time, man, you have passion. I mean, your passion is with, you know what I'm saying, serving your community. You know what I'm saying? And I don't think uh, getting paid for what you love to do is a, is a bad thing. Yeah. If you want to get paid well, kudos to you. That's yeah. good. Yeah. I I mean, I think... When I got into this, I was very clear. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
And everybody I went to graduate school used to make fun of me. They'd be like, oh, you're only there for the money. That's why you got this internship. And I will make very clear that my mother was in social work for 30 years. And she has all the karma points and good people points for all of us. And that's not what I'm trying to do. (laughs) And she worked with homelessness, and she worked with moms who needed support, and she worked with adoption, and she did all of that. And that is amazing. Mm -hmm. I'm so happy that she's that good of a person. That's not what I want to do. Right. That's not the clientele I want to work with. I'm not good at getting resources. It's just not one of my good skills. Mm -hmm. I don't. You know, I, that's why I didn't go into social work. I'm not good at that. I'm not, I don't know about all the ins and outs of different networks and different communities and nonprofits. Mm -hmm. It's just not something I'm good at. So it's like, I'm good at sitting in a room talking to people, but I want to make money doing that. Right. And if you want somebody who has resources or knows about like systematic change, that's amazing. I'm just not your chick. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, that's just not my thing. And I don't feel like... I should feel guilty because people get paid thousands of dollars for something they painted in their basement. Mm. And they love that. So, like, I put a lot of effort into this session. And not only I want to get paid, not only did I put a lot of effort into, like, research of how I'm going to help you, it takes emotional pull to sit here and listen to people all day. We need some money for that. Right. (laughs) Especially, like, you know, when you get, like, trauma clients, you know what I'm saying? Or everybody's, you know trauma clients but when you get those really like those those ones that really require the full hour yeah you know what i'm saying like hey like you know cause I'm like, all right this has been 30 minutes all right cool just whatever but sometimes you know they want the full hour and then it's like that was fucking tough yeah because you know you, you're drained you know what i'm saying from hearing all that you know that they you know convey to you mm-hmm. especially if it's something that's like really traumatic yeah. oh. you know what i'm saying like you're like you know sitting across from them like trying to hold back tears from like yep. this like crazy story that you just heard you know what I'm saying from this individual and so it's like man I need to debrief before I go to like the next like, class oh I you can't keep doing so, this yeah. yeah like it's I mean so I think that is sometimes I leave session and I'm like well I definitely that could have been two hours worth of an income yeah. and that was 45 minutes <laughs> So, I mean, that's our job is to listen to that. But there is also, like, I think it's different. And this is where it frustrates me. They're like, but you charge this much an hour. And if I went and got a massage, it'd be this much an hour. It's like, right. But from all that shit you just dropped on me, I have to then pay for my own therapy. (laughs) Facts. And pay for my own supervision. And then I have to pay for my self-care. So really, you paid me the same amount as you paid that massage lady. Man. Because I just had to pay for all these things so I don't lose my own life mm-hmm. <laughs> and that is everything realest, fall apart. That is the realest shit. That's like, true. you hit the, like, nail on the coffin with that one. Because, yeah, like, going back to, like, you know, you gotta see a therapist for, like, you know, something that you just heard from, like, another client. And, like, most therapists do see a therapist. Yes, mine's the smartest lady who's ever existed. I'm convinced. I'm like, you must be a guru. She's like, huh. I'm like, you're amazing. I used to be very for therapy. Oh, super. Yeah. I got two supervisors. (laughs) Because they both couldn't. I was like, listen, I need a lot of talk therapy. (laughs) Right. I do, too. I have a group one. Yeah, because Mm -hmm. you do. And now that I do supervision, I have to get supervision. So I have to pay for supervision to do supervision. I have to pay for my own supervision, Damn. and I got to pay for therapy. So mm-hmm. what you just paid, in the long run, paid for these three things. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So that I can be a good therapist. If you don't want a good therapist, then right. maybe that's okay. That's just not me. Because <laughs> we want to give you, like, the quality, you know what I'm saying, yeah. work. You know right. what I'm saying? So, like, yeah, going to see a therapist or going to, you know, going on a vacation or, you know, whatever you do for self-care, like, that's going to, you know what I'm saying, go right back into the client because it's like we're at our best now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, Yeah. Absolutely. I feel, you, I feel you with, you know what I'm saying, needing to get that check. <laughs> we, I, I don't want, just like they don't want to be broke. I don't, but that's why I also tell my clients, I'm like, I can't pay this week, so I'm not going to come in. I'm like, I appreciate you saying that ahead of time. Yeah. Because I sometimes tell my therapist that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, it's real. It's okay. Yeah, I always thought that was like a, like kind of like just a sham for like, for companies to get away with, you know, without paying you. You know what I'm saying? Like, all right. Um, well, you know, we, we don't do this for the, like, I mean, yeah, that might have been the model when grad school was $5,000. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When rent, was, when rent was $200, you know what I'm right. saying? I can make I can make 8 bucks an hour and be cool, you know what I'm saying? I can make 12, I can make 12 bucks, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can make 12 bucks an hour and be cool, but now, like, like life, like circumstances. That I gotta pay for the space know? that we're sitting in. Yeah. So yeah. like, you know, the gas to get yeah, I gotta pay for the gas to get here. I gotta pay for. <laughs> I have to pay for the the place where I'm gonna then build your insurance. We gotta pay for all of this. Yeah. All costs money. You so this me? all costs money. Yeah. Not even not including like the learning tools and stuff too. Right. <laughs> I gotta pay for CEUs and supervision <laughs> and like. You know, that's what that's what, one thing I want to kind of change is like, I, like people gotta come out of grad school like. You don't get kudos points for saying, "Oh, I don't do this for the money." You, like to me, I judge you. Like, oh yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. you, you, if you want to get paid, you need to say you want to get paid. You know what I'm saying? Don't be ashamed of it. Because, Go be a missionary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's fine. For real. My aunt, she does it for the love of Jesus and the people. Yeah. You can go do that. <laughs> go to a Buddha monk temple or something like that. Yeah. yeah. That's probably a lot cheaper. But don't. This is this is a service, and I think that we forget. Like, even though I'm sitting here talking and I'm helping you emotionally, I mean, I'm giving you something. Yeah. So there's a payment that comes with that, and it doesn't mean I don't like you any less, just because you're paying. But I'll like you less if you don't pay. Yeah. Because <laughs> right. I mean, we're giving them survival tools. We're helping them heal. Yeah. You know, we're helping them navigate through. You know, what I'm saying their own personal things. So. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like we're like coaches to like you know the players. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and coaches get paid a lot. Exactly. Wait, <laughs> Wait. hold on. Yeah, if true. we're the coaches and they're the players, I'm confused. That's true. Yeah. That is real. You, That's you, real. Coaches do get. I mean, they do get a nice check. But I was like thinking about that. Like when I see, you know, when I I just like scroll like you know different pages and I see people and it's like. You know, like, um, I was listening to other podcasts, and this lady was some, or actually, there was a Facebook post, this dude who wrote a book, and, you know, he was saying that he's, you know, he's, 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 he's in business, you know? Yeah. Like, um, you know, he's a social worker, but he's also, like, an author, he's, he's a consultant, and one dude tried to say, you should do it for the love of the community. He wrote back, like, dog, I got a whole family to feed. Yes. <laughs> you know? I was like, right. so, yeah, I just feel like, like. I just man, I just I just hate to see you know that we in a position where like people could just do that to us. Well, and why does it have to be one or the other? Isn't that what we're teaching our clients not to be black and white about things? Mm-hmm. It's like I can love what I do and have an awesome lifestyle. You feel me? Because I'm gonna love what I do and encourage you to have an awesome lifestyle. Right. 
So we're all getting getting what we need around here. Why do I have to not eat and not survive for you to feel better? Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to, like, equal that. Now, I'm going to ask you this question, Chris. Now, do you feel that when people say, I don't do it for the money, do you think that's <laughs> more based on, you know what I'm saying, like, people of different ethnicities? And when I say that, like... He's saying white, white people. people. <laughs> <laughs> if you're wondering, he's right. talking about Caucasian people. Are you talking about white folks <laughs> versus black folks? Is like, okay, I need to do this for the money, but also yeah. I want to do this for the community, my family, X, Y, and Z. There is a difference between the two, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Okay. Even though I've seen, even though I've seen, uh, I've seen, I've seen black people say, I don't do this, I do this because, you know. Because they've been beaten yeah. down <laughs> to believe that. That's not my choice. But, but yeah, you're definitely right. Like, you know, when I was in grad school, and I, like, I felt like it was a running joke that people was only going to make like 15 bucks an hour. See, that's not acceptable. <laughs> I remember sitting in ethics class and some, and him and my right. ethics professor going, you are not doing this for money. And I was like, excuse me. You know, no, I am. Yeah. I, I, I am doing this for money. That's why I'm working my ass off here. You feel me? Like, no and, disrespect to, like, the folks that work in nonprofit, but when I go to some of the websites just to, you know, see what the job market is and stuff. Yeah. I would like, man, that shit is sad. <laughs> it like, is. You're paying. I mean, you're you're working for like, you know, what I'm saying. I I feel like it's not a livable wage. Pr- no, much. it's not a livable it's wage. Not, <laughs> it's not a livable wage, especially if you have a bachelor's degree and a master's degree that you're paying student loans for. You got rent. You got groceries. You're trying to take care of yourself. You got bills. You're yep. trying, to, you know, what I'm saying, have a good life by doing things outside of all that. Like go to a no, restaurant. I can't, once. Exactly. <laughs> I can't. I can't make. You know, what I'm saying, like a decent living off that. Like no. Nah. And that's the frustrating part of like when we leave graduate school. They're like, there's some great nonprofits. It's like fuck that. I don't want to work for a nonprofit. <laughs> why you think that that's my goal my goal is to get licensed and get the hell out of here because they've brainwashed all of you and I know and I know that there are people who are going to be like you're crazy and it's like that's fine but I hey listen I worked in a non-profit and that shit was not cool. That was like one of my first jobs. <laughs> yeah, one of my like, first jobs. Why are like, there four people in this that. office? Yeah. And I was working for like twelve bucks. That was back in '06. And I was like, hell no, nah, fam. No. Shit, nah. for twelve bucks now. You, back then, I was like, too, but I was like, you didn't want a house in '06 for twelve bucks an hour. Right. You didn't even a house, but like, it is. No, man. I uh-uh. I'm not, and I mean, I will say, I worked for the, one of the higher paying nonprofits, and I still was like, yeah. I mean, our salaries was cool. Our salaries, <laughs> they, they was cool. <laughs> I mean, I left a nonprofit that paid good money for a nonprofit, but still, I was like, I can make more money than this. Yeah, yeah. because you can, you and can. that's, and it's like whenever people talk about leaving, it's always like, have you ever tried private practice? A lot of people don't succeed. Are you really going to see the clientele you want? Fuck yeah, I'm going to see the clientele I want. Because they're going to come to my office. Yeah. I don't want to share an office with four people anymore. And I don't want to... And that's... I'm not a bad person for not wanting to do that. And that's what annoys me. Mm-hmm. Is you get, like, the judgment of, like, you're a bad person. Because you don't want to help these type of people. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I don't think we're bad people. I just think <laughs> nah. I want to pay my mortgage. Yeah. He's one of these now we're just logical people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what that you is. Know. But uh, to answer your question, yeah, yes, I definitely see more. More white people, uh, you know, hit me with the you know, you do this for the love, which is which is cool. But like you said earlier, you can do it for love and you can also, you know, tax. I was saying that to my um well not really tax, but you can charge what you want to charge, you know. I was saying that to my um supervisor my my lcw supervisor mm-hmm. i told her it's like you know what well, i mean like I, I love the idea of like doing stuff for like you know low cost or whatever but like i feel like i can't like just the, like the position i'm in i can't really like be like a true social worker like i have to be a capitalist you know until like until until my shit is at zero you know what i'm saying like that's how mm-hmm. i feel but i feel like if i do my steps right i can serve everybody yeah, you know, what I'm saying yeah. like, like if I do my steps right, I can do some pro bono work. Yeah, here, absolutely. I like, can do some, you know, all right, ten thousand dollars shit here. You know, what I'm saying yeah. and charge the people who can afford that. Yeah, that, when you, you get know, to that level, you can. You do know, that. So, so yeah, but you got to get there. Right. Yeah, true, but I, but you're right. But I feel like this, just I, you know, like I always, I always just hear like people like talking like you know just like we ain't supposed to like even want to get paid. And, and that's like annoying it's like you know especially when like your professor says that it's oh. like it's like so you work for PSU for free uh, <laughs> no you're actually getting paid a lot of money yeah. exactly. to sit here and talk to me about being a counselor <laughs> and most of them are tenure oh yeah. right you know and it's like so. when's the last time you practiced can you tell me the last time you sat in a room with a client right. cause I'm thinking that was about 20 years ago you feel me so no and I do think that there is a a lot of people I left graduate school with who went straight into private practice because they had family money. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they could. So they didn't have to do That's what, yeah. what we did. And they were like, well, I can start now and I can pay for a supervisor and I can pay for a space. And that's... I know some who do both, though. Yeah. yeah. Both They both teach and they do private practice. I do both. Yeah. So... And it... It works. It, flo- it floats me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... People, you know, people sometimes don't come because they don't have money or they don't have, yeah. you know, they're on vacation or kiddos yeah. get sick and they're right. like, I can't come. So I'm like, cool, I got this. Right. Mm-hmm. But I'd like to see less clients and do more talks. Yeah. Well, eventually. That'd be there. ideal. Well, they'll get there eventually, you know. I think we're still, you know what I'm saying, young. You know, I think we're in a good position right now and I think we have a lot of insight and um, I think we're going to accomplish our goals, man. You know, well, I, I hope to. so. <laughs> um, hey, so, we're gonna get there. Um, all right, so this is the time of the of the podcast where we have our diagnosis of the week. Mm-hmm. We have a we have a right we have a retired diagnosis that <laughs> Ramon um, <laughs> that Ramon wanted to bring up, and I was like, that sounds kind of tight, you know what I'm saying? Because I never heard of it, so. If I ain't heard of it, y'all ain't pronounced playing. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> some of y'all, some of y'all might have heard of it. Who yeah. um, probably did some thorough research. I got a lot of. Uh, there's a there's not a lot, but I, there's a I, there's a there's a number of people from the East Coast that fuck with this podcast. So mm-hmm. I'm sure they woke ass probably heard of it. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> East Coast social work is was woke. I like it because they be they they ride. All right. Mm-hmm. You know we kind of granola over here. We West Coast. We wear. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We go. You know we go surfing and shit. You feel me? I don't no. know about that. shit. <laughs> I've never actually but been surfing. However, either, I, I do enjoy granola. I can't even swim, so I can't even really fuck with granola. You can't swim. I, I swim I, like I, a fish. I, 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 I like, like fish. some granola. I can't swim. Well, shit, I'm really from the hood, though. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? 
Sandwiches. Isn't your wife a lifeguard? Yeah, she's trying to teach me, but I'm too hood. I'm too hood. Haven't you been to Hawaii? Uh, yeah, I, you know, I was in the water to like this knees. I was like, all right, I'm cool. Uh, okay. All right, go ahead. <laughs> all right. So the name of this uh, old ass retired diagnosis is drapedomania. So before the Civil War, some psychiatrists diagnosed slaves with what uh, they called as drapedomania. It's a mental illness in which the slaves possessed an irrational desire for freedom and the tendency to try to escape. I ain't that shit. Some shit. That mm. is fucked yeah. up. Yeah. Okay. So Probably not what I'm supposed to say, but... No, but it is, though. I mean, you know, a person of African descent, you know, trying to get free, and they call that a mental illness. Like, nah. So, <laughs> so, so the slave would go to, like, to the doctor... And he was like, aren't going to any doctor. Well, no, you, well, you know, <laughs> you don't go to the doctor. You might not go to doctor freely, but somebody taking you to the doctor. Okay. Well, you know, you know I mean, <laughs> like well, during same. slavery, I mean, we were, our ancestors were always, you know, under some kind of experiment mm-hmm. unwillingly. And so we went through like the worst of the worst experiments from, you know, doctors, psychologists, you know, sciences. I mean, hell, even like you know, with the Tuskegee experiment, you mm-hmm. know, we were like that was what, guinea 40, pigs and 40 stuff. Forty years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that wasn't that long ago. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of the book that you know goes more in de- into detail. Um, it's called. Uh, damn it! What is it called? Anyways, I think that's something you should definitely talk about on your next podcast. But anyways, what, uh, that was talking. No, about? no, no, no. It's it's a book, and it talks about all the um, experiments that, you know, black people mm-hmm. um, okay. underwent, you know, throughout, you know, from slavery to, you know what I'm saying, present time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And wow. so, but, like, yeah, so, you know, so I'm assuming, you know, uh, you know, because the slave owner had to protect his investment, he would go take he was like wondering like you know why the hell are my slaves you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying running away and the doctor some doctor probably came up with some yeah. stupid ass you know <laughs> diagnosis mm-hmm. well it seems like this person has uh, suffered from uh, drapedomania you know. and he's like wanting to free and escape like, and then and then you know you take him to the doctor and the doctor told the slave that and they're like oh shit you know what I'm saying oh. and then, you know so yeah, that's horrible I, I mean like, like on some real shit like because there's a lot, a lot of people who say, like, oh, get over it. Well, a lot of black people would tell you that, too. But like, Say what? We'll tell you to get over it. You know what I'm get saying? Get over slavery? Yes. That shit I won't even affecting. get over my neighbor using my fucking trash cans. I'm right. sure I'm the fuck not going to over slavery. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, no. But it's like, how um, like, how much trauma like, are we still dealing with? A lot. All the time? <laughs> All the time? Every single day? Every minute? Man, yeah. you're talking about hundreds of years of trauma that has been, you know what I'm saying, passed over from generation on to generation on to generation. Mm-hmm. And ever since, you know, we were freed by the Emancipation Proclamation, no one got treatment. We just went on with our lives and just dealt with it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's something that we're still doing today. We're mm-hmm. told to, you know what I'm saying, get over it. We're told to be strong. We're told to suppress our feelings, and we hold that shit like a shield. Mm-hmm. And all we're doing is just harming ourselves by suppressing all the pain. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That is trauma. 
That is absolutely... Yeah, no. I mean, you you can't just get over things mm-hmm. or, like, move past things. You have to process... Mm-hmm. And even if you do the individual work, there's still the systemic work. Exactly. So you can do all your individual work and become, quote-unquote, woke and healthy and all the shit you want to be, but that doesn't mean that you don't walk out into the world and you're like, well traumatized again so I can I mean I can have a great therapy session I'm like yes I'm there I have so much insight I'm understanding what's happening and then I walk out and there it is again Mm -hmm. so no it doesn't go I don't I mean I don't think trauma ever goes away it just gets you just tolerate it better yeah well yeah I mean you just you heal from it yeah you know you just heal from it the best way you can do you think we can ever heal in this country? Collectively? Not until we get a motherfucking apology. <laughs> yeah, like, apology and some yes. reparations in this bitch. Yes, yes. <laughs> First and foremost. And I don't even think we got, we definitely ain't got neither one of those. So. What, what kind of apology? Like, we are fucking sorry. <laughs> we fucked up. This was a bad situation. Okay, okay, we are ba- we We just did wrong. We yeah. did, and it's just simple. Like, mm-hmm. that's the hard part. This is why I love Brene Brown. She's like, people just want a sorry. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like, don't give me a why or a but or I'm sorry that it happened because when I was. Yeah. Nobody gives about the I was. Yeah. You see, you, you mentioned Brene Brown. That's the spot I'm coming for. I need her spot. Because she's a social worker. She is a social worker. And, and she, she's on Oprah. She, she kills it. She's a ama- she white. No, she's a white lady, but you know she is amazing. But yes, no, people just want an apology. I just want an apology. We all want an apology, so I think you can heal individually, but I mean, collectively, systemically, Yeah, especially no. when you got, like, you know, you go to the South and there's streets named after plantations. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Slave I was, masters, you know, you know what I'm saying? I, got uh, street names and stuff. Yeah, when I was in New Orleans, yeah. they had the Whitney p- Plantation, and Whitney is, like, Whitney Bank, Whitney Boulevard's one of the main, like, popular mm-hmm. streets. And then everything is Whitney. Whitney's grocery yeah. stores, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, not Whitney Houston. <laughs> yeah. Don't let him fool you. <laughs> Definitely not. Right. So, you know what I'm saying? So, even like a place as historic as New Orleans, they still like kind of live that history, that part too. Yeah. And there's, yes. And That's everywhere throughout the South. True. Like, and it's but sad. it's like, damn, you know, it's like, can we like not do that? Like, just can we like, I, like, I, like, I feel like, like celebrating like, you know, that, that part of history. I mean, I guess that's just me, though. Like I said, I'm not really a person who sees both sides of racism. But I feel like that part, it should just be taken down. You know well, Yes. Saying? For them, that's like their badge of honor. Yeah, but they're like, like so proud of that yeah. shit. They're like, <laughs> yeah, my great, great, grandpa, he came up and he worked hard and we shouldn't take away what he had because he happened to have <laughs> slaves. Get the fuck out <laughs> of like, here. That's work hard, wear sway. That's crucial. Yeah, no. I mean, I just think, but it it impacts everything we do now. Yeah, you know, it goes back to what we were talking about: working hard for a bullshit job because you think that this is all you get and all you deserve and all that's going to be handed out to you. And no. Mm-hmm. And I sometimes feel like I'm. I, I hate to say the word slave, but I mean, I do feel like I'm a slave to like corporate, you know what I'm saying, America. Yeah, you gotta be. I mean, you don't have to be, but yeah, that's it's set up for you, you know? to be. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know like, yeah, I mean, and that's the hard part. I'm telling you, the day I left my agency, I've never felt more black. <laughs> I was like, fuck this place. I'm out of here. 
That's why I'm trying to get the license. <laughs> I was like, Paloma's like, Man. why are you so happy? I'm like, because I really felt like I fulfilled, like, my ancestors' purpose at this moment to say, like, I don't need you. And she just looked at me, and I was like, I know that nobody else is going to understand this but me, but, like, the minute I walked out, I was like, you're not going to keep me here anymore. I don't believe what you've been telling me that I have no way out. I do have a way out, and I'm going to show you in a year when I come back here and you pay me a lot of money. See, I know to do I the same thing I was doing. Right, to teach people how to do the thing I was doing, and then I'm going to go home. Right. You feel me? I like that. I like that. I know when I get my license, I'm going to be like um, in that episode in Dave Chappelle when he got um, Oprah pregnant. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the bag has arrived. Yeah. It's a good you. feeling. Right. It's like there's a feeling of like I well, made it. It's really like no more like I don't have to pay nobody no more money. Right. Well Well you don't have to pay any theory. more money to have yeah. what you already deserve to yeah. have. <laughs> so you don't have, there's no more like big loopholes that you have to go through. It's yours. And it's mm-hmm. like no matter what happens, even if I don't get to be here, yeah. I have this. Right. That I worked for. And a lot of people never get there. A lot of people just get the masters and That's true. Get the never masters get the masters and get owned by the masters. I meant with mm. uh, <laughs> <Dude>. what? <laughs> Damn. Hold if on. you're not gonna trademark that, I will take that. Hey. Um, so you better take it now. <laughs> trademark. <laughs> I'll have to give you <laughs> That's the quote of the day right here. Yeah, it is. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> but um, all right, but yeah. So I just know, like, um, yeah. That's why I think, like, could we actually heal from? But even like, I, I felt like even like on the oppressive side, in our own c- communities, we like got taught to like really not even fuck with each other. You know, so like, even though mental health. Look what happened at that event we were all at. We were all separated. Yeah, that is facts. I was like, "What is happening?" And I I was like, "Okay, for real." And I'll be honest with you. I was like, "All right." But so I don't see any other mixed people. So (laughs) where am I supposed to go? You know, but uh, you know the thing that I kind of think about more than that than anything was like you you go to people who you probably met before. Yeah, Yeah. you know what I'm saying. That's what I did exactly. You know, like so, like. I, I I met um I, I I didn't know all the people but I met one person and she knew everybody yeah. so I was like oh well she, yeah so yeah. that's where I was at you know so we yeah. were, were like used to doing it was comfortable for us yeah mm-hmm. you know you know but I think but it's just acknowledging that's what's happening yeah. at least yeah. when you're in that space mm-hmm. around other clinicians of color you can acknowledge like this is happening but when you're around a whole bunch of white people they're like no it's not. <laughs> Are you, you sure? You know what they could have did though. Like I, you know, but they could have had. If they wanted people to mingle like that, they could have probably picked a better space. Yeah. Oliver Twist is nice. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think the person who put it on was ready for like that many black people to show up. Well, no. I, I mean, and she said that she was very clear. She was like, "We did not anticipate <laughs> hey, this when many they people." They have shit like that in Portland. Folks gonna show up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, folks and, gonna show up. Mm-hmm. Because we don't have anything that right. we can go to that we can call our own. Mm-hmm. They just closed down so late. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What the fuck? 
So we ain't got shit. I and mean, and Oliver Twist is a uh, black on bar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he was so happy. Did you guys see him? Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, I didn't. He, I did. he had a grin from ear to ear. Yeah. He was like, "This is great." Yeah, <laughs> he he he, was a little, he had he's bald head dude. Had a little had a little button up. Yeah. yeah. He he was around there. He, he was have some more social events over there. Get a DJ, you know. You can't get a DJ in there. You can't. I mean, you could, but you that, can. I mean, be, he could probably get someone with the like, you know, like eye. small, like a small set set up or something. Because that yeah, shit with was, like a you know Mac Pro or something like that, and you know, spin or something. He could set up something somewhere. <laughs> Maybe sure. we set that up. You better call him. Hey, we can do that ourselves. You know, what I'm right? Saying? That's real. But uh, so shit. Oh, should we? Uh, I'm, I'm gonna do this. All right. What are you about to do? I'm about to. So, podcast listeners, if you're in Portland, myself, Christopher Scott, <laughs> Ramon, Ramon Benton, Drea, Andrea Riddell. Mm-hmm, we will be speaking at the Worldwide Wellness Portland. Treat yourself unapologetically. Mm. Unapologetic All three of us. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All three of us. I promise you, you know, in this podcast, we played around a little bit, but we really know what we're talking about. You know, we, so do. we, we really yeah. know mental health. We know about mental health as a black person. You know, that being like, I know, and my, my family is a little different because, um, you know, like my mom is kind of a, you know, she's like the mental health guru of the family. So, mm-hmm. so, so, so like talking to her is a little refreshing, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, you know, some of some of like my older families, even some family that's my age, you know, they really don't get like why mental health is important. Yeah. So, so I feel like, you know, I, I'm I'm really here to help people see, you know, why we talk about these things. Like things like slavery, mm-hmm. things like, you know what I'm saying, um, you know, like having trauma. like just trauma. I mean mm-hmm. black families have a lot of trauma Time. and they don't say shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying because you gotta be strong, gotta be tough. Ugh. You know, and I, and I and I get that. You know what I'm saying. I, I don't. I get it because like when you grow up in like harsh environment where like where like it's prey. Really, you know what I'm saying. You can't yeah. really. You don't have. You, you don't have the privilege to show weakness. Or it's gonna be a long day. Yeah, you know true. Because you got the wolves out there preying on you the know. sheep. But and now, so and that's important, and that was in Portland, so I can only okay. imagine Chicago, New York, yes. Detroit. Okay, so I'll take yeah. that back. You know I can see that now, but now it's 2019, and we all got to bring shit to the surface. That's true. That's my true. New Year's resolution was like, I ain't hiding anything. So you coming around me, <laughs> I'm telling secrets. I'm starting things. Like, right. I guess Thanksgiving ain't going to be good. But I also think, <laughs> I also think like we got to put in perspective that you know in the eighties, like late, well, I would say early eighties and like mid nineties, like shit was like crazy wild, like mm-hmm. back in Portland. You know what I'm saying? So going back to what Chris said, as far as like being strong and you know not showing you know too much emotion, like I think there was a reason why we had to do that. Yeah. Because I feel like we were, if not all of us, some of us were in survival mode. Mm-hmm. And so when you're in survival mode, like, you don't have time to, you know what I'm saying, show emotion or be weak. I agree. You got to be strong at all times, 24-8. Mm-hmm. You know? For real. It's No, it's true. I just am ready to move out of that. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I don't want to be in survival mode. Like, I'm ready to thrive. Let's you know thrive. Let's talk about it. It happened. Yeah. Exactly. And I ain't holding it. So if you're coming <laughs> yeah. around me, it's happening. we're talking about it. Right. Sorry. Don't bring your shit around <laughs> me. Don't bring right. it around me because <laughs> I'm going to say Cause it. Because I, I can't hold it. You know? <laughs> right. You know? But uh, again, the worldwide wellness, um, the unapologetically, shoot yourself unapologetically tour. Yes. It is in Portland. It will be at the, 
the Rosewood Initiative. Yes. Where is that at? Is that in the numbers? No, I don't think it's in the numbers. I think it's like... Hopefully it's in Northeast. It's in Northeast. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... The numbers is Northeast, I think. No, but I think it's... Because I remember looking it up and being like, huh, never been there. Mm, Okay. All right. Well, we'll be there May 9th. Yes, we will. You know, speaking on the panel. Um, that's pretty much all I got. Uh, you know, for now, we'll see what what happens between now and then. But uh, y'all want to shout anything out? Um, nah. Nah? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Well, I have a few things. Okay. I will be at the <laughs> Oregon Women's Higher Education Conference hey. February 1st, speaking as... Talking as their keynote speaker about my experience in education in Portland Public Schools. I know. If you're a teacher, don't be offended that sometimes I call your schools trash, but <laughs> it's okay because we all made it out. Um, <laughs> you can find, if you're looking for clinicians of color support, c4pdx.com is the way that you can find support. We've had a lot of people since the event reach out looking for clinicians of color to see maybe clients who have reached out to them and maybe they're not on their insurance panels or not in their neighborhood. So c4pdx.com is a place where you can find other clinicians of color or if you need a consulting group now that you're licensed or pre-licensed. And then you can find me at uycounseling.org. And I have a practice and I'm open and I'll take clients. Mm. Hey, promotion, promotion, promotion. <laughs> For uh, free. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know. But uh shit, I ain't got nothing. Um same old tags. Instagram, hip hop social worker pod, mm-hmm. Twitter, H eight social work, Facebook, hip hop social worker, Patreon, even though I had no new content in a minute, but I might I might I might start that up again. We tried to do like uh ratchet therapy. Oh, well, yeah. Watching Love and Hip Hop. It just oh was so bad. This it was terrible. So like we, we couldn't even quit. really, yeah, we couldn't even like deep dive to it. It was just it was bad. bad. But what I might release the, those uh, to the public. The one, uh, Miami. Miami. That shit was. So I watched Miami for ten minutes, and they was arguing about fucking being friends. I was like, I'm not watching this shit. Yeah, I had to stop with that. <laughs> like, I mean, if you want to talk about like Teen Mom OG or something, I got you. Teen Mom OG might be in one. Of the other <laughs> they, yeah, that's a lot. Of, that's a lot of shit on there. That's a lot of shit on there. But uh, yeah. Um, Come see us. Yeah. At our presentation. Yes, May 11th. May 11th? Come support. May, I believe it's May 11th. Hold on. Yeah. Come support us. We're going to be talking. May 11th. We're going to be sharing. It's going to be more fun and happiness and mm. insight. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All of this. All things. the above. <laughs> A, B, and C. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We out. Peace. Bye.